Die Groot Breakfast met Ruben en Sharonika met trots geborg dier Immunedieu. Thomas Anders rose to international fame as part of the groundbreaking duo Modern Talking, achieving unparalleled success with chart-topping hits such as You're My Heart, You're My Soul, which reached number one in 81 countries. With worldwide CD sales exceeding 125 million, Anders has earned over 420 gold and platinum records along with prestigious awards, including the Bambi, Golden Europa and the World Music Awards and many more. After that, hit after hit followed, such as Brother Louis, You're not good, can't you see, Brother Louis, Louis, Louis. Sherry, Sherry Lady, Sherry, Sherry Lady. Geronimo's Cadillac. Geronimo's Cadillac. You can win if you want. You can win if you want. If you want, you will win. To name but a few. Despite his monumental achievements, Thomas Anders continued to evolve as an artist and from solo albums like Strong, which went platinum in Russia to ventures into German language music. And in June of this year, Thomas Anders will be coming back to South Africa for two shows only. Thomas will be joined by Kurt Darren and Demi Lee Moore in Pretoria. And <coughs> joining us now, what a privilege to have you with us. It's Thomas Anders. How are you doing? I'm pretty fine. And when I see your clothes, you have really summer. And here in Germany, it starts snowing at the moment. So... Oh, wonderful. Well, I must tell you, I've had uh, two years in Scotland as well. One of the best times is when the snow falls, but when it starts melting, it's always a different story. (laughs) Thomas, tell us a little bit. I just want to find it quickly because, I mean, it's your stage name, Thomas, and I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. It's it's Anders, right? Yes. Yes. Anders, it's German pronouncing. Or Anders, like, you know. But this is very international. Thomas Anders sounds in every language, you know, kind of good. All right. And, and when I'm going to Finland, it's Tomasin Andersin. So this is very funny. Yeah, it is. So, so the question on that is because, I mean, in Afrikaans, um, Anders means, the word means different. Okay. Is that, is yes. it, does it link up with that? Is that the reason that you went for that name as well? No, it, it's not the, not the reason. The reason was, to be honest, when I made my first uh, record contract, it, it's now 45, 46 years ago, um, the head of my record company, his last name was Anders. And my producer thought that we can get more money when he has an artist, which (laughs) has the same last name. I don't know if it worked, but um, anyway, this was this was the reason why I'm my last name is, is Anders. Yes, it's four decades later and you're still going. So it wasn't that bad of an idea, Thomas. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So we have got to take you back to the beginning, like we said, four decades. And of course, I have to tell you in South Africa, modern talking still to this day, huge. But let's go back. What was the genesis of modern talking? How was the band formed? Well, you know, um, um, Dieter, Dieter Boll, he was my producer, um, you know, 43 years ago, whatever. And I was singing in German language and uh, he was producing songs for me. And one day <clears throat> I came to him and I said, well, because it was not successful, to put it on the point. And uh, one day I, I, I said to him, let's, you know, 
try to sing in English. I want to sing, you know, I, because German is not working, German language is not working, so I'm, I want to sing in, in uh, English. And he said, well, I don't know if you sounds good in English, you know, um, in English music. And I said, well, give it a try. So I went to the studio and I recorded some, some hit in that time. I, I don't remember what song it was. And he said, well, it sounds pretty good when you're singing English. Uh, but we should still work on the German language for your career. Then he came, it was in 84, then he was in um, summer vacation, and he came back and I was in the studio, it was beginning of September, end of August, and he said, I was done with my recordings, and my, my flight, my plane was going three hours later, and he said, well, I wrote a song, this is an English language, you have still time enough, go and you know, do some rehearsals and, and the room um, beside this one. And I recorded one hour uh, uh, later, You're My Heart, You're My Soul. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is the story behind it. And, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's absolutely incredible. And I mean, that was your very first hit, obviously, that you and, – and tell us about that moment. I'm always curious about the moment the, that you heard your song play, You're My Heart, You're My Soul, on the radio for the very first time. What was that like for you? You know, the, the curious thing is that nobody believed in the song. Wow. That's incredible. Because it was – it was not. It was not on because I was on tour promoting, and the radio stations. Some of you know the big ones from the radio, the heads from the radio. They said to me, "This will never work. We don't play it." And wow. I, I, uh, I'm, I'm called my record company. <clears throat> you know the sales. You had sales for for every week. It was every Monday. You can call the secretary, and they the secretary told you these are the sales from the last week. And I called um, the secretary at the beginning of December, and um, I said, "What are the sales from your market, my soul?" And she said, "Well, the song was released in October, and till now we have six thousand units. This is was nothing." This was minus, and I said, "Okay, so crazy. Let's let's go for let's go for different for different songs." And then I forgot it. And the week after, in the, in the first week of the new year, I called her and said, "Would you mind looking at the units, the sale units from your Mahatma Yama Soul?" And I will never forget this. And she said, "Yeah, hold on." And, and I heard the paper, and she said, "Oh, they did a big mistake." I need to call the, the headquarter in Munich. And she called the headquarter and she called me five minutes back and she said, it's more than 60,000 units. Wow. And that meant in that point that we next week into the charts and we entered the charts in 38. And then we had that time we had a special Formula One. It was a music um, format for, for music, for chart um, music. And we performed in that. And one week later, we were number nine in the charts and then number two. And then we entered the number one for, I think, five weeks. And then the rest of the world came in. The Great Breakfast with Ruben and Sharunika. I'm always curious to pick songwriters and musicians' brains, especially for you, having had worldwide success with your music. What is that secret recipe for writing a hit song? What is it? 
I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, you can't, you, you, you can't, you know, sit on the table and create a plan. You can, this, this is, you know, between two of us, there was a special energy and, um, the writing of the songs fits perfectly to my voice. And my voice was the perfect vehicle, the transportation that it, it sounds wonderful for the people. And if I had to do an analysis, then I would say these songs, what we are, I, I had it, I just um, felt it. Um, it was a very special situation when my son, who is now grown up and, and who's an adult, I took him um, out from the kindergarten one day. And, you know, the kids were about three or four years. And I just came into, into the kindergarten and the kiddies were singing Sherry, Sherry Lady. And I thought, this is children music. This is, you know, because it's so easy. It's so easy that even three-year-old uh, kids can feel the melody And even they don't speak English, but mm. they can say Sherry, Sherry Lady. It's very simple. And I think when you do the combination of very simple melodies with a very, very high class production, a modern production, and with a voice which matches perfectly, and maybe the looks helped a bit then you have the chance being worldwide successful <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking about your voice and that combination there's a timeless quality to that and mm. i think what's interesting is again i have to say it's four decades later still going strong we still hear modern talking on a weekly daily basis even on south african radio we can speak to that But what's your experience now, obviously, with streaming and people having more access to music? Obviously, new generations finding modern talking still to this day. What's your experience with younger fans finding the music now? Yes, yes, this is, you know, uh, what you say is really true. Because I had a meeting with my um, financial lawyer um, one week ago. And um, he said his, his um, grandchildren... His grandson, he's nine years old, and he showed him on TikTok, Sherry, Sherry Lady. So even the, the younger generation is starting, you know, listening to the music. You know, this is completely new, arranged, and there is, you know, somebody's doing some rap on it or whatever, mm -hmm. but it's still Sherry, Sherry Lady. And uh, if if I'm you know looking for for the streaming and I'm you know have the streaming sales um, and clicks on Spotify, it, it's going into million and millions. And uh, uh, I don't can explain it to you, but it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's timeless, Thomas. It's absolutely timeless. <laughs> it's absolutely beautiful. So, Thomas, I want to get to the role of, I mean, you've been in the music industry for like four decades. It's, it's, I mean, when you recorded those years, it's so much different to what it is like now. And especially the role of AI now, uh, ChatGPT and so on. How do you see that play out in the music industry worldwide and the role of that? Do you see it as a positive or how do you feel about that? 
Um, normally, I see you know everything what's what what is in development is positive from the first base, but the I, the AI, this is it. Um, you know, this can be very dangerous. Um, even for the music industry. And therefore, we need, you know, that governments or whoever is in charge of this, that, you know, that's it, it's possible doing this. And even I heard a song from somebody has wrote a song and he took my voice and it sounded not 100% the same, but I will say nearly 85 mm. Because there were some phrases and, you know, there's some, some vibrato in my voice. This is human made. At the moment, you can, you know, uh, copy it uh, that well. But um, it should be declared that, you know, as long as a song is made with an um, AI voice, because it's very, very dangerous, because nobody will you know if if it's going more into the perfection nobody will know in some days is this the artist or mm. is it is it just a computer yeah and this is dangerous absolutely to be really honest yeah fully agree on that speaking about recipes for hit songs and so on i do believe that you are a very good cook do i have my facts correct <laughs> How do you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tell us about that. I mean, your love for, I mean, that's, that's obviously a passion for you as well. You like to cook at home? Oh, yes. I love, I love mm. cooking. Because this is something, this, for me, cooking, preparing food, it's a kind of meditation. Wow. You know, doing this and, you know, put it into, you know, all from, you know, the the um, vegetables or, you know, sometimes meat or whatever. And, and um, you know what it is when I, when I say mise en place? Yes. That means, okay, I put it in, in small, you know, um, glass bowls and, mm. and I take it and, and I have to concentrate and I can't, you know, let go, you know, stress or whatever. And then... I have the chance doing something very delicious with it. Oh, that's awesome. And being with family and friends and, and, and eating, and this is communication. But Absolutely. the work before is for me meditation. Mm. Absolutely. Well, speaking of that, you have to also realize you should know by now that South Africa also has that in our culture. So I think when uh, you head back to South Africa now, then someone has to invite you and mm. teach you how to cook a proper South African meal. I promise you, your family is going to love it. So we're excited that you're <laughs> on your way back to South Africa. How are you feeling in the, these last couple of weeks before you head to, back to South Africa? So, to be honest, I really love South Africa and it's not just a saying i've been uh, there several times and i think um I, I don't know five four or six times i had video shootings um uh, in uh, south africa and um it was always a great great time i love the people it's maybe i'm i'm wrong but what i felt it's a bit like a part of europe but with Exotic animals. You know wow. what I want to say? <laughs> wow. Wow. I haven't this is yeah. And sunshine. Yeah, this is very this is very, very it was very touchy. And even, you know, um I've been to um, Joburg or to Cape Town or whatever. I always had a fantastic great time, wonderful food, wonderful wine. Um and it was really great. 
So yeah. I appreciate coming back. And I don't know why it took so long. But anyway, now, it, now we have the time. We cannot wait to have you over. But tell us a little bit about the show. What can people expect from the show? What does the band look like? AV, lighting, what's going to happen on stage? And of course, how much can you tell us about the set list? You know, it's um, my shows. I'm, I'm I'm working on my shows every two years. So my my worldwide program is um, the conception is for two years, and my musicians we're working on it and we do our rehearsals, and then we're going all over the world. And um, it's it's I have my my musicians and my technicians coming with me, and we have a wonderful big um, LED video wall and i have the video content and which is specially made for for um, this the shows and for sure i sing the hits you know and you know every successful artist is singing the hits and the show you know the rolling stones are singing satisfaction when they're on stage mm. this is you know quite normal but it's a mixture of songs from the 80s songs from the second career from Modern Talking, you know, some songs from my solo albums. Mm. And it's, I would say, I, I love the program. Uh, it's it's a very entertaining uh, show. And which, you know, I heard so often that the people say, oh, it's over. I can't believe that that's been 100 or 105 minutes. It, it, it just went so fast. And this is the best compliment you can get because... Um, the people are into the music and they like the program and it's not boring because this is the worst you can do for the public. Sure. Well, we're going to be down in Cape Town on the 6th of June and then uh, on, in Pretoria on the 8th of June. Are you going to, going to be taking some time to tour a little bit to see and do some more sightseeing? I know you've been to South Africa before, but are you going to spend some more time just traveling? No, unfortunately not because when I'm, when I'm going to... Um, <clears throat> to um, uh, South Africa, I will day I will be there one day earlier because you know we don't have a big time change, thanks God. But um, you know because of the long flight, it's it's twelve or no fourteen hours because we're going first to Cape Town, so we have a stop over in Joburg, and um, so I need some time to relax. Mm. But um, I have, don't have the time coming earlier because I just finished some days before my German tour. I'm on a, on a tour from the end of March till the end of May with um, 20 shows. Sure. And um, then it's not possible going, you know, earlier or stay longer because after South Africa, there are still shows coming in other countries. But even these days, I will really appreciate it. Mm. Now we need to wrap up. Thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate you. you taking the time to talk to us. Just before we let you go, a last word from Thomas Anders just before you head to, out to South Africa. Well, I hope that a lot of people will come to my shows and, and will love it. And for me, it's a wonderful opportunity. You know, after so many years, I don't I had my shows 30 years ago, the last one, um, coming back and I cross my fingers that you have the chance to see me. And But the most important thing is stay healthy and all my blessings for you. So humble. It's amazing. And I just want to say, Thomas, that uh, you saying that you have to come a day before and you can't really stay. The only thing I took from that sentence was, oh, you kind of have to come back very soon after that to tour <laughs> as well. <laughs> exactly. All right. Thomas, thank you so much and all the best. We'll see you soon. Thank it's you so pleasure. much. Pleasure. Take care. Bye-bye. At me. Hello. Hello.
Hoe awesome is hy as een mens nie? Thomas, en kan jy gloe, kyk hoe like hy? Oe, hy gloe vir my, ek weet precies hoe like hy. Dit is huh? baie moeilik om te focus as iemand so nice is en so aantrekkelijk is. <laughs> Die Groot Breakfast met Ruben en Sharonika met trots geborg dier Immunedue.